WKNC 88.1. You guys are tuned into Carolina Grown. Uh, we have a very, very awesome show lined up uh, for tonight. I've got two guests on right now. I'm going to be joined in the studio with uh, the good gentleman here from Wild Fur, which is uh, Wiley Hunter uh, from Wiley Hunter and the Casadores, and Nick Yeager. I, I've never heard how to actually oh, accurately pronounce your name. Yeah. Nick Jaeger, um, who has been in a huge array of bands in the area, the Tomahawks, Max Indian, uh, Roman Candle, and these guys are going to be performing tonight at the Cat's Cradle Backroom in Carborough, um, which is like one of the strongest local bills I've seen in a minute at this point. Um, with Floating Action and Dad and Dad, um, you guys probably hear Floating Action here on a weekly basis, and Dad and Dad probably on like an every other weekly basis. So I'm sure you're familiar with them at this point. Um, during the second hour, I'm going to be joined uh, by the good folks in Astro Cowboy, who will be performing tomorrow night here in Raleigh at King's alongside Naked Naps and Museum Mouth. Uh, but first, we're going to go ahead and jump into some conversation with Wild Fur before you guys get to hear a little bit of their music. Um, so, from what I understand, uh, you guys started writing music together, and Wild Fur came about because it didn't really fit in with like the music that you guys were currently writing. writing. Um, so, what what was it that specifically stood out about the music that you two were making together that made you decide to start a project? Well, I think mostly... Uh it wasn't necessarily that it didn't fit in. It was that we were both in a place where we were trying to do something different than what we had been doing. And we both had, you know, different sounding songs. And we wanted to uh, follow that muse a little bit. You know, we wanted to see where that would take us. And I think that was really, you know, the beginning of it. Awesome. So how, at that point... Like, at what point of this relationship between the two of you was this at? How long had you known each other at this point? Had you been playing music together for a while? Like, how'd you two get together and decide to start making music together? Uh, Wiley came out and was recording the Cazadores record at uh, Arbor Ridge Studios, which is where I, I was living at that time. And uh, I don't know, I guess a little while after that, I started playing bass in that band, and we started making music together that way. And... Um, after about a year of that, maybe, we started, you were kind of resetting, writing new songs, I was writing new songs, and we just kind of played the stuff for each other and thought, you know, seems like a good idea to combine yeah. forces at right. this point. Yeah, I mean, we'd been, we'd been, you know, pretty good friends for a couple years. Um, I think we'd always had a mutual respect for each other's, you know, uh, music and musical taste, and it just seemed like a natural progression at the time. It seemed like... Uh, we were both in these sort of breaks with the the projects we'd been doing previously, and we um, wanted to try something new. Right, and that's the thing I feel like that stands out the most about Wildfur is that it's clear that you guys, you know, you had an artistic direction in mind. You wanted it to be something different, and it's really one of the few things that I it's hard to really find someone to compare your sound to. <laughs> like what when you guys were like, okay, we need. Like, you're compelled to have a different direction musically is what I seem to understand. So, right. like, what what was it? Like, what kind of direction did you guys have in mind when it came to creating the music of Wild Fur? Or did it just kind of come out that way? Um, I started kind of exploring in the bedroom, making music and beats and things like that on my computer. And just uh, started working more with, like, kind of like an electro direction as opposed to singer-songwriter, acoustic guitars, and things like that. And uh, that kind of became the muse was, 
I was able to fabricate worlds, sounds that I didn't know were possible. Right. It, it, it changed, like, the way I wrote songs. Like, truly gave me a different direction, a different idea. So Yeah, I think most of that uh, has come from, uh, you know, production. Like Nick says, you know, we... Um, I think it still starts with songs, you know, it still starts with the songs. And um, we just wanted to, I, I, I think it's a great compliment that, that, you, that you say you can't compare it to other things. But uh, I think that what that comes from is just Nick and I both like a lot of different kinds of music. And we just um, wanted to find a way to include all of the things that we like about music under one umbrella. Right. So, what do you think Wild Fur embodies in about what you guys like about music? Um, hooks, in a word, maybe. Um, we <laughs> love. I can see that. We love hooks and grooves. That's. Uh, I think hooks and grooves. Maybe that's a good album title. Hooks and grooves. Yeah. And grooves. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. But yeah. So I mean, realizing that it kind of all started with like electronic exploration really makes a lot of sense because I feel like it really does kind of open up the like gateway as to you can kind of make anything that you really have in mind at that point so i guess how did you guys like struggle to implement that into like the roots driven like kind of americana leaning sound or was it more of like a seamless transition than you thought it might be i think it was more seamless than we thought it would be because at the core the electro thing affected the way the songs were sounding and arrangement of of each part right. of a song um but at its core we're both coming from this sort of roots of american rock and roll sort right. of songwriting approach so that that song craftsmanship is still coming from that vein it's right. just being thrown through a different filter right so it it seems like and correct me if I'm wrong, the songwriting process hasn't changed as much as much as the tools that you guys have used within the songwriting process. Is that? I think that's how in the beginning it was like that. But, um, you know, now at this point, we've written lots of songs knowing that we were going to be um, taking this production approach. And so I think that they've influenced each other um, back right. and forth. You know, it's a cyclical thing. They've, the production has influenced the songwriting and the songwriting has influenced the production. Awesome. So, going to take a brief break from conversation right now so you guys can hear some of the music that we have been talking so much about. Um, we are going to go ahead and open up this hour with a track called St. Gloria. Uh, this is on one of their two releases that they uh, put out back in 2014. They had a single ZP. Then they also put out a 7-inch with uh, Josh Carpenter, who is a really, really excellent local musician. Um, I believe he does drums for Floating Action, is that correct? He's playing guitar now, but he's guitar played every action. instrument in Floating Action <laughs> throughout the years. That's awesome. <laughs> so you guys are going to probably hear that track uh, from that 7-inch throughout this hour as well, um, because as always, anytime we have some folks in the studio, uh, love to kind of share the local music that they're listening to so that we can get a bit broader of a spectrum of the local music scene as opposed to just the stuff that I enjoy, because I'm sure you guys are all tired of hearing that. Um, <laughs> but... Like I said, we're getting ready to hear St. Gloria from Wild Fur, and don't go anywhere because we're going to be back with a good bit more conversation and local music here on Carolina Grown.
WKNC 88.1. You guys were just listening to a little bit of local music there. Uh, the first track you heard in that little block, you heard St. Gloria from Wildfur. After that, you heard a little bit of Schooner as well with Feel Better. Um, that was off of Neighborhood Veins, an album that they recently released about a year or two ago at this point. Um, and that was uh, the first selection that we've had here from Wildfur. Uh, if you guys missed the previous segment of conversation that we had these guys are going to be performing tonight at the cat's cradle back room along with floating action and dad and dad and i literally like every time i mention floating action i feel like i have to freak out about it because (laughs) i don't know if the triangle like gets how great floating action is like everyone in Asheville is aware of it but like man anytime he comes around here i i just tweak out hoping i get the chance to see him so this will be the first time i'm very excited for the show that's great yeah they're a great band and one of the things i i'm really excited about too is when I first saw you guys, I saw a very, very brief segment of the Hopscotch set that you guys had opening for War on Drugs, which was great show, packed out at Lincoln, really awesome. But it's it's cool to see the way this music has transitioned from a studio setup to a live setup. So can you guys kind of talk about how how you transition this music from studio to live? Sure. Well, um, from the very beginning, from the outset, we... Uh decided that we wanted to keep the recording in the studio between the two of us. Um, oftentimes when there are a lot of people involved, um, the problem is actually that everybody has really good ideas, um, but they're not necessarily all the same. So we, uh, in the beginning, just recorded, not uh, thinking that we were probably going to take it live, but not really worrying about how we were going to do that. Um, and when the time came, uh, we decided to get several guys who we know to be incredibly professional and talented people, Brad Porter and uh, Casey Toll on drums and bass, respectively. And um, just uh, both of us decided to pick up playing keys live, too, and guitars. We wanted to get this music across with as few people on stage in the beginning as possible because we want to, you know, we've been doing some touring and stuff like that, and it's a lot easier to tour with less people. But it's been really cool. We uh, we got Brad to start playing uh, triggers. Um, we, we you know, like I said, we both have been playing keys and guitars. It's been a really interesting transition. A lot of it has been um, trying to pick and choose out of the sounds that you hear on the recording because we kind of work from an approach of like anything that can happen on a recording should happen, maybe. Right. Um, and you can't always get that coming out of four guys when you play live so a lot of it is choosing what hooks are most important what you know like what is really going to get the song across in the best way possible right yeah and it's it's something that i was always really excited about seeing because you know with stuff like that it's there's obviously a lot of you know studio work going on and it's always interesting to see how that transitions live that's one of the most exciting things about electronic music for me is how can you turn this into a compelling performance? And it seems like with you guys already having that roots base, it was more of how can this turn into like an electronic thing? Is so I was interested in seeing that, and I'm I'm glad to see that it ended up being such key heavy, um, incorporating like you said, you know, the triggers for the beats. Um, so how like how much creative input into the live show do Brad and Casey have? Like how much of these songs? 
like transformed from their studio performances? Uh, we try to stay pretty close to the recorded material and, uh, you know, everybody's free to put in some ideas and then we just kind of pick and choose what actually works, you know, there's right. some things that work great and some things that just don't fly really. So, I mean, they are involved, but in a sense of trying to convey the recording as right. well as possible. Gotcha. So basically just attempting to flesh out the stuff that may not have necessarily been able to have been done with just two people at that point. Exactly. Right. Okay. Cool. So at that point, you guys, are you going to continue to keep it with the the two-person writing setup and then just continue to have it fleshed out live as a full band? Or are you guys going to eventually, maybe down the road, this may be putting the horse before the cart a little bit, um, have that integrated into studio performance? Well, I think right at the moment, uh, we're finishing up the last of the tracks that we've been recording uh, for this time. Uh, so the rest of those are, have all just been the two of us. Um, with our next recording, I think we're going to see what happens and see what's natural, see what the right direction to go in is. Uh, part of the whole reason we started this is because we wanted to be able to do whatever we wanted. You know, we wanted to be able, if we want to make a, a next record that's recorded live, we want to be able to do that. I'm not saying that's what we're going to do, right. but um, <laughs> it's a possibility. Anything is a possibility at this point. Definitely. So, and speaking of releases, I've, it's always interesting to me to see the way that bands plot out their releases. So, what what was it that specifically compelled you guys to do the single and seven inch, uh, single ZP and seven inch, as opposed to coming with a full length first? Is it based off of just the amount of content that you guys had, or what? It was more of a way to get people just to listen. I feel like so many times if you drop like a four or five song EP or a full length record in someone's lap, they'll listen to the first couple songs and then go on to the next thing they want to hear that day. If that, sometimes it's 30 seconds of yeah. the first song and then right. nothing else. So we, we were just kind of thinking that if we just put out one song at a time, maybe people will actually give it a chance, listen to it from top to bottom. And then when we put out the next one, they'd hopefully do it that way, you know, listen to it again, just right. trying to get people to listen in this fast paced media yeah, well, there's, yeah. So, there's so much music out now it's like how do you decide what to listen to and and it seems that a lot of times uh, just to get people into so especially something new it needs to be um absorbable pretty easily you know it needs to be accessible and they need to be able to just sort of um give it a once over and see if they like it you know that's the that's the internet age definitely and that's something that i feel like you know, people didn't necessarily have to think about a whole lot in the past, and it was interesting to see the way that you guys rolled out all of this musically. You know, it was individual tracks premiering in individual areas. Um, I believe there were, you know, like, it, it's just, you don't get to see that all the time. It seems like there was just a lot of innovative thought behind rolling out Wild Fur, creating Wild Fur, just kind of like breaking the boundaries that you don't see a lot in the local music scene. I mean, you, you can see it a lot on a larger scale, but I haven't really seen something like that in terms of the local scene of just, you know, slowly rolling these out, coming out with that. I feel like a lot of people just kind of go strong out of the gate. And like you mentioned, sometimes it can really be forgotten. And it's it's just great to see the way that artists can continue to, like, shape the musical landscape to make it more conducive to them. Thank you. So 
in terms of live shows, where have you guys been going at this point? I know you mentioned you've been doing a couple tours. Is it just kind of just up and down the East Coast at this point? Um, yeah, we went uh, in August. We went out to Philadelphia, New York, did, did the North a little bit. Um, we've been out, you know, we've been to several places in North Carolina. We're definitely uh, in the spring. We're working on, we're probably going to be touring a lot more. Um, but we've been, you know, to Wilmington and Asheville. Um, where else have we been? Um, I think, yeah, so far we're, uh, yeah, and like I said, we're probably going to be going out um, in April and May, uh, doing, going down to the south, doing some Nashville and Birmingham, uh, and back up north again. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so how, uh, whether that be specifically within North Carolina shows, um, throughout all of the touring dates, how have you seen that the live show fleshes with, you know, other artists that you perform with or are other artists that you may be interested in performing with? Where do you think that stylistically fits, um, whether that be in the local scene or in the grand scheme of things with all the bands that you guys are performing with? Well, I think that the process, um, like we were speaking about before, you know, um, because it comes from this sort of electronic production, but rock and roll writing perspective, I think it fits in in a lot of places. Um, we've played, you know, in New York, we played with a bunch of electronic bands. Um, here we've played with some, you know, Americana bands right. or some indie bands. And, and uh, we've gotten a good response at a lot of the play. you know, at most of the places that we've played. It's just no matter who's on the bill, it's been um, pretty universal. That's been really cool to see. Yeah, and that's because that's one of the things that I had always wondered about is, you know, you guys can cohesively fit in with electronic artists, and it's interesting to see the way that the crowds can be receptive to something that may be so different from what they've seen done before. And the same, I think, could probably go for, you know, the more roots-leaning artists. Um, I've talked about this a bit with some of the, the more electronically-driven artists in the area. It seems like sometimes there can be a little bit of a drawback when uh, – when fans hear that something is going in an electronic direction, did you guys have any sort of, you know, naysaying at that point? Or was it mostly just like, Oh cool. These guys are going to go in an electronic direction. I'm excited to see where it comes from. I don't think we had any naysaying. I just don't think so either. I mean, yeah, it just, it just happened sort of, you know? And, uh, I think a lot of the mm-hmm. thing, um, that people have a problem with electronic music sometimes is that, uh, a lot of times if you just come from a perspective of producing something, electronically that the songwriting gets lost often in that you know and um that's always been our priority so i think it's been that's one of the reasons i think it was more accepted yeah and uh, we've talked about it briefly before in terms of the songwriting how on like in like a step-to-step process like how do you guys mostly write these songs does it still start out with like guitars at this point and then it gets fleshed out with the production does it kind of go back and forth with there's the production you guys start writing around that it's kind of worked both ways. Um, lately, it's been happening with uh, more some sort of an instrumental idea. Wiley will bring in like a verse chorus, I'll write a verse chorus, and then we just kind of work together to flush it all out from there. Earlier on, uh, we worked with a few, like I had some beats set up and some different things that were kind of like idea starters. There weren't necessarily a song built around them. Um, so answer your question both <laughs> yeah okay awesome and i think that kind of shows as well because there's a lot of distinct sounds within these releases and a lot of the songs that you guys have put out and i think that kind of is what you know makes your music such a diverse outlet 
because it can start from a place with a guitar or it can also start from beats or, you know, synths that have created these crazy textures that you wouldn't expect to hear from a guitar. Um, so it's it's awesome to see how different all of these tracks can be. And throughout this hour, we're going to get to see that as well. So we're going to take a break from conversation again. You guys are getting ready to hear Starting to Take from Wild Fur. After that, you guys are getting ready to hear that Josh Carpenter track that I spoke of earlier. That's called Sea Level. That's off of the 7-inch that they put out as a split with Josh Carpenter last year. Um, we're going to hear a little bit of floating action in this hour as well, maybe some seagulls too. So definitely don't go anywhere. we still got some conversation here to go and some local music as well. And during that second hour, as I mentioned, going to be joined by Astro Cowboy, who are going to be performing tomorrow night at King's Barcade with Naked Naps and Museum Mouth. So don't go anywhere because we still got a whole bunch of Carolina grown left.
WKNC 88.1, you guys have been listening to Carolina Grown. Uh, you just heard another couple local tracks here. Uh, first, you had heard Wild Fur with Starting to Take. After that, you heard Josh Carpenter uh, with Sea Level. Josh Carpenter is, of course, going to be playing with Floating Action, who are going to be playing with Wild Fur. We're going to be headlining tonight at the Cat's Cradle Backroom with Dad and Dad opening as well. It was a very interesting way to... Uh, Segue to that show for you guys. Check out these bands that are opening. Also, this headliner is happening as well. <laughs> um, but, so, you guys have been busy, very clearly. You guys put out a lot of music last year, and you have more to come out this year. Um, I understand you guys have been doing quite a bit of work on a full length. So, you guys want to talk a little bit about the process behind that? I know um, you guys have probably got a solid recording set up at this point, given everything that Nick has been involved with. Um, so can you kind of outline uh, what you guys have been doing with it, how far along it is, uh, what people can expect from it at this point? I would say um, as far as how far along it is, it's basically done. We're at the very last stage of production. We're doing final mixing and mastering of, of all the tracks that we've got. Um, the process has been uh, pretty organic. We both have recording setups at our house. We mostly work at, at Nick's. Um, he's got, he's been collecting, you know, mics and preamps and um, all kinds of equipment for a long time now. And we're actually in the process of uh, building out uh, a studio there at Nick's house um, in, in, an out, in an outbuilding that was already there, um, hopefully for the next record. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of working. Uh, we, we work separately sometimes and then combine forces and uh, come together and talk about what we've each worked on. Um, and But oftentimes we get together once or twice a week at Nick's house and work for six or eight hours on uh, whatever needs to be done, whatever uh, strikes us that day. Okay. So I guess at this point, how long have you guys been working on this? How much of these songs um, were around while these the EP and 7-inch were out, or did all these come after that? Like, I guess, where does all of this fit, like, chronologically with Wild Fur? It's been a steady stream, just from when we started, just songs started kind of, like, pouring out, and it's been pretty consistent, not any major, like, I, I don't know, like, times where we end up with five or six songs or anything. Like right, that. yeah, we, I mean, I think we each started with, with you know, three or four songs of our own that we had been working on uh, separately. And when we came together to record them, we started editing them and, and writing them together. And that has been um, the process. You know, the, the ones that ended up on the EP, um, three of those were written before uh, we started recording, and one of them was written in the process of recording. So, uh, But as of now, the rest of them, the ones that we've been working on since have all been written during the process. So that's, you know, I guess we've been working on it for maybe a year and a half, but, you know, that includes arranging and writing and playing, you know. Right. All of these songs. So. Yeah, okay. it's definitely a different approach than just, like, the classic go into a recording studio, here's your band, set up the mics, hit record, and track it. It's right. way more involved. It's It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of just trying different arrangement ideas, seeing if that works. If it doesn't work, scrap it completely, right. start over again. You know, being yeah. unafraid to, like, take the time to go for what you want to hear. Yeah, very experimental and, and also meticulous. I mean, we've, we've you know, we really get in there sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, 
to make things sound like what we want them to. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of back and forth. It sounds like you guys, while while everything started out with, you know, funneling this music out, letting people hear it, it seems like you guys have also got a solid mastery of, you know, when to pull back and what still needs work and what what's not quite ready to be put out. Because I feel like a lot of people, when they get into the flow of, putting out tracks on a track-to-track basis sometimes it can get a little overzealous sometimes you can put things out before you're actually ready to because you feel like it so it seems like you guys have a strong like steady grip on where you want this to go how you want this to flesh out do you have like a time frame at this point for when you guys think it's going to be out in the public we'd like to put it out um this summer uh we also you know want to put it out in a way that the most people possible can hear it, you know? So we're, we're looking for ways to put it out, um, right now. Uh, but we're, we're, we're shooting for this summer. That's what we're hoping for. Okay. Gotcha. So are you guys shooting for a self-release at this point? Like, are you just kind of toying with what's going on in the area or? I kind of doubt we're going to self-release it. Uh, we will if, if that's what it comes to, but, um, we, you know, we'd like to we'd like to put it out in a way that people are going to hear it um, that aren't just from the triangle, but right. from everywhere. Okay, awesome. Um, so stylistically, how how similar would you say it is to what people have already heard? Well, I think it's all sort of different because, like we've said, you know, the process is different every time with every song, and we uh, we follow the muse of each song to see how it sounds. So I think it definitely sounds coherent, but I I don't know how. You know, similar it sounds, I guess. Okay. So, and with that, you know, with there being such a broad spectrum of sounds, bringing in the electronic aspect of it, um, how was there ever any struggle to have like a cohesive record given how different everything could sound? Or like, was it hard to find a similar thread to like group these songs together and like, okay, well, this is an album as opposed to these are singles, this is this, like so on and so forth? I think a lot of it was just picking and choosing what we think the strongest songs are and going with those and then scrapping the other ones. I mean, we have a lot of songs going right now. We probably have somewhere around 20 that we've worked on. Yeah, probably there might be 12 on the record kind of thing. So there's like eight ideas that are sitting out there that didn't fit. You know, once you get that much material together, you can kind of pick and choose what feels good together, what sounds good together. What is cohesive? Yeah, yeah I think definitely. patience has been our, our greatest asset as far as that goes. We've just been, we've um, waited to make sure that we had the right songs. Yep. yep. For sure. And that was intentional. You know, we could have, I, th- I think we could have finished a record now if we wanted to, but really just taking the time to put out the strongest record we could was our, or has been our focus. For sure. And it's it's awesome to see all of that like you know there's a lot there's a lot of patience involved as you guys say there's also it seems to be a lot of experience as well like you guys know what you want you know how it's going to come um so i i always just get to love seeing the way that this all gets fleshed out like i said you know it started coming out just track by track by track it's been a very slow steady build since then though you know like it started out with the huge set at Hopscotch, um, one of the most packed out LBLBs I've seen in a very long time with the, uh, I believe it was Seagulls and Lonnie Walker as well. Um, so it seems like there's been, you know, like a steady steamroll of, of uh, 
popularity coming throughout the triangle. So I'm really, really stoked to see the turnout for the Cat's Cradle backroom tonight. Um, especially given, uh, I know Dad and Dad played back there with uh, the Towers release show, and that was just absolutely awesome. Um, and the lineup as a whole, too, for tonight's show, it's great because I feel like it showcases really both sides of Wild Fur. Like, Dad and Dad really gets into the experimental, psychedelic, electronic music, kind of Animal Collective-inspired. And then Floating Action, you know, brings in this, like, indie pop with a folk influence. And, I don't know, it's hard to really pin down Seth Kaufman's writing style, but it's... It's it's very it makes for a really cohesive lineup and like it I feel like it's really a nice highlight of all of the different areas of you guys' music and I want to kind of uh, relay that into the next question which is one thing I always like to ask folks I mean obviously you guys have been playing music that you guys have been enjoying throughout this hour but w- what are some of the North Carolina artists that you guys are excited about whether that be you know just studio recordings that you've heard or live performances that are going on like who are, who are some of the folks that you guys have really been enjoying that have been coming up around the same time as you guys right now um i really enjoyed that dead tongues record that came out a while ago me with, too uh, james wallace producing that and uh james is also recording he's working on a solo record i doubt he wants me to announce that <laughs> people need to know that's happening it's gonna be really good yeah um Really enjoyed a lot uh, seeing Seagulls play. I've gotten to see them several times. Uh, they're good friends, and they um, always put on a good show, and I've been really enjoying their recordings as well. Yeah, it was fun. I got to mix that record. And that was a really, awesome. really fun record Which is coming out soon, I feel like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In a couple Spring months. Right yep. here, yeah. Yep. Awesome. So any any other like names you guys have been really excited about at this point? It's definitely been really cool to see a Towers progression over the last uh, couple years. Um you know, I I think I met Derek when he was playing with the Huguenots toward the end there, and um, it's been really I, I really enjoy that music, and I've enjoyed seeing uh, what he's been able to do with that as well. Yeah, speaking of Huguenots, Lilac Shadows too. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. Sam Logan. Sam's doing a good job. Yeah. That's and I'm gonna say you guys kind of just blew my mind right now because I knew the Huguenots. I knew that Derek and Sam were in bands together before. I did not realize that Huguenots was one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's how I. I that's how so. I. No, that's how I that's, first met both of them. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, no, I had no idea about that. That is awesome. Um, so uh, we're gonna kind of wrap things up here at this point. Um, but first off, we got something very special to share with you guys. We got a brand new song from Wild Fur. We're gonna be debuting right here, uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. That song is called "Get Up and Go." Is this gonna be one of the ones from the new record, or is this just a single you guys are putting out at this point? Yeah, this will be on the new record. Definitely. Awesome. So an, a, a little sneak peek of what is to come uh, with the Wild Fur full length. Um, as I've stated, these guys are going to be p- playing at the Cat's Cradle back room tonight. Um, that's in Carborough. It's I'd say it's behind the Cat's Cradle, but technically beside the Cat's Cradle yeah. at this point. <laughs> um, but they're going to be playing with Floating Action and Dad and Dad. It's going to be a really, really awesome show. Uh, and we're also going to have another couple uh, cool things to really close out this hour as well we've got some cool giveaways that i will be announcing in a couple minutes as well going to be giving away uh some of those singles ep also a uh, very very nifty uh custom screen print as well so that's going to be definitely worth uh staying tuned in for to check out and see if you guys can get the chance to win that um so definitely stay tuned and i will be announcing that but uh thank you guys for coming in greatly appreciate it really looking forward to the show um so Really excited for the record to come out as well. I'm sure we will have you back on at that point. Awesome. Thanks.
Thanks Thank a lot you very much. much. Awesome. So you guys are getting ready to hear Get Up and Go. Um, that is going to be followed by a little bit of music from Seagulls as well and some floating action. You guys are going to hear Don't Write Me Love Songs from Seagulls and Fang and Fur from Floating Action's most recent record, Body Questions, which, God, it's just so great. Like I said, anytime the words floating action come out of my mouth, I just have to, like, fanboy out for a little <laughs> bit. But enough of me, like, making a fool of myself on the radio and more of Wild Fur. This is Get Up and Go. It's going to be on their forthcoming full-length album, which will be out hopefully by the summer. Really excited, getting some summer jams in. Um, so once again, thanks for coming in. Thanks for tuning in. We still got a whole bunch of local music left right here in Carolina Grown on WKNC 88.1.